Reading and writing are doomed. Literacy as we know it, it's over. Welcome to the post-literate future. This is Beyond Literacy Radio. Beyond Literacy Radio explores the possibility of a post-literate future where reading and writing have been replaced or displaced by something more profound and advantageous. Beyond Literacy Radio. Exploring a post-literate future. The Alphabet, a tool that started from the bottom and now it's here. And you used the alphabet today. We know you did. Every word you read or wrote was a combination of only 26 little letters that make up the Latin alphabet. The newspaper sitting on your kitchen table, the traffic signs on your way to work, the text messages you sent, despite your LOLs and BTWs. But the alphabet, it's just a tool. The alphabet was invented by the ancient Semites and perfected by the Greeks, later to be adopted by the Latins to form the Western variant we use today. It's changed and adapted over the centuries, but X still remains the hardest letter to use in a game of Scrabble. But what if we got rid of the alphabet? What if we threw away centuries of development? This is the possibility of the post-literate future. I'm Melissa. I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley. And that's what we're here to discuss today. Now, my whole life, my father has taught me about tools, made sure I knew how to use them and what they did. I recently sat down with my father to discuss his relationship with tools and his thoughts on having the right tool for the job. Do you remember the motto you used to tell me? The right tool for the job? Yes, I remember that. Well, if you think of it in the context of home repair, uh, you know that I have a large selection of tools down in my work benches. And these large selections of tools are for different applications. A job is easier, I found a job is easier, or you have a better chance of completing or being correct if you use the right tool. Hang on, Steve. But how do we know the alphabet is the right tool if we don't even know what the job is? And like Ashley's dad said, he has a lot of tools because you need many tools to get the job done. And right now, we only have one tool, the alphabet. The alphabet is multifunctional, though. It's the Swiss army knife of communication. In its most basic form, we use it for written communication, but written communication branches out into different things. Texting, some people still write letters, Skype, email, even hashtags and character limits on Twitter. Yes, a Swiss army knife is a multi-purpose tool, but if you need to cut down a tree, the one-inch blade on your keychain isn't going to cut it. Literally. In all those forms of written communication you mentioned, they have a non-written alternative. Texting? Just send an image or a voice message. Letter writing? Pick up the phone and give the person a call. When is the last time you've received a piece of personal mail anyways? It's always just Visa demanding you make a payment. Skype chat? Hook up your computer mic and video chat instead. And Twitter? Just another social media fad that is already on its way out. No one uses MySpace anymore. Tom is no longer everyone's friend. Those things are all true, but they aren't always practical. It's not always convenient to leave a voice message. Texting can be quicker and more efficient if you're in a crowded place. It's also more private. For example, if you want to tell your friend about the annoying person sitting next to you on the bus, it's a lot easier and a lot less awkward to send a text message. All right, Jess. However, if we move into the post-literate future, you wouldn't even need to text your friend. 
You could just communicate your inappropriate thoughts telepathically or with whatever tool the post-literate future holds. Telepathy? You're getting ahead of yourself a bit. Are you saying that the alphabet will be completely eradicated in favor of some futuristic voodoo kind of communication tool? Well, let's see what my dad has to say about this. Well, I'm not sure we need to replace the alphabet. The alphabet may be replaced over time with something else, like every other language has been replaced, or rather every other form of written uh, verbiage has been replaced. You know, I think of messages that I've written to my mother when I was 18. I've long forgotten the message that I wrote. However, she still has that message and can recapture or rekindle that by reading that message over and over again. If we no longer had a form of alphabet or a form of way to communicate, then you'd lose that message. That message could no longer be captured. What if we did not, if Shakespeare just spoke it and said, this is the message that I want to tell you. We might not have that today because it would be lost or not communicated properly over time. The message would, would be lost or deciphered incorrectly. Thank you, Steve. My point exactly. How will we record our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams, our rules, our laws, and our culture so that it may be preserved for future generations to come without the alphabet? But sometimes these things are more of a burden and prevent future generations from moving forward and developing in their own ways. Also, just because something is written down using the alphabet doesn't mean that future generations will be able to decipher our current written language. For example, how many people read Middle English or Gaelic? Only those who have fetishized these ancient, irrelevant, useless languages. Those whose nostalgia holds them back. Okay, well, you've offended a sufficient amount of Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> Alright, so that was kind of harsh. But what I mean to say is that the alphabet is just a tool. And like all tools, it changes, it evolves, and it can be replaced when something better comes along. And if you're not willing to accept that change, then it's like that saying, when you only have a hammer, all you see is nails. Just having the alphabet blinds us to the boundless potential that a post-literate future offers. I asked my father if he thought the alphabet was still the right tool for the job. Currently, it's the right tool for the job. It doesn't mean necessarily that won't be the perfect tool in the future. But right now, the tools that I have on my workbench are the best tools that I can buy to get the job done. A hundred years ago, or 200 years ago, those tools weren't available. 200 years from now, there might be a better tool to use. Is that fair? Yes, that's very fair. So it's all about evolution of the, the job and the need. I think that's fair. You know, evolution of, of uh, the written word has come a long way. Ye old glass blower isn't around anymore. The right tool for the job is still a fair motto, you would say. I've lived by it. I have to agree with Steve. Yes, the alphabet may be replaced by something else, but who knows? And until we know, how can we feel comfortable saying that our alphabet could or should be completely eradicated? Right now, the alphabet performs the job better than any tool, or any tool that we could ever imagine. But how do you know that the next tool is so far off into the future? It may be closer than you think. And why are you holding on to this tool so tightly? Is it because you are afraid? Do you fear the unknown or change? I'm not afraid. I just, I just feel a sense of loyalty to the written word. I mean, I love reading and I love books and I just can't imagine a life without them. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. But what if it's just an addiction? That's a possibility. A reading addiction? Interesting. But that's a whole different ballgame. 
or should I say, a whole different podcast. So stay tuned to Beyond Literacy Radio to hear next week's episode about reading addiction. Beyond Literacy Radio is a thought experiment conducted by a team of graduate students at the iSchool of the University of Toronto. I'm Michael Ridley, the instructor in the course. For more information and to participate in the dialogue, go to beyondliteracyradio.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Beyond Literacy.